just keep being you. Welcome to the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Horlbogen. I'm on a mission to foster civility, respect, and integrity with a dash of sartorial elegance in the boardroom and beyond. And I invite you to join me on my quest. Never have to be like anybody else cause you're my favorite person when you're being yourself. A true original right from the start, straight from the heart, a great work of art, you stand apart. Okay, thank you, Carolyn and TD and everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm so excited. It's first time meeting some of you. Happy to have you here. Uh, welcome to the live stream episode of um, the Gentlewoman Boss podcast. It is my first live stream and I admitted to my guest I am a little nervous, but we're just going to roll with it and hopefully things will go well as far as technology. If anything um, seems awry, please just let me know in the comments. I'll be trying to keep, a, keep tabs on them as we go through. So my guest for today's uh, podcast is Steve Turner. He's the founder of Bring Back the Trades Incorporated, which is a New Hampshire nonprofit organization that believes that skilled trades is a worthy option for students. Its primary mission is to equip students who are pursuing post-secondary education to acquire the knowledge of a professional trade through community engagement and education. They are dedicated to promoting and educating the public to the need for skilled trades professionals. Today we'll be discussing the serious need for skilled tradesmen, a need that existed before the pandemic but has now reached critical levels. As we all know, there's no toilet paper. Um, how we need to rewrite the narrative and remove stigmas associated with vocational educations and trade schools and what Steve and his team are doing to try to help bridge the gap and support students who choose trades-based career in education versus the traditional college route. So if you have any questions or comments on things that he shares with us today, please feel free to drop them in the comment section and we'll uh, periodically be checking there and asking those questions um, to Steve. So with no further ado, let me see if I can bring him on as my guest. Hello. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Very good. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you and thank you very much for having me. Well, I was so excited when I, I randomly came across uh, a post that you shared on LinkedIn that I know has gone viral since, mm -hmm. like hundreds of thousands of views. And you were, you know, saying let's you know, bring back the trades, who out there is with me? And you had such a great response. And that's how we connected on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I visited your website, read up on what you're doing, I said, I have to have this guy on my show because my daughter actually went to uh, just graduated class of 2020, a local Volk Tech high school. She was in the engineering program and had a phenomenal, phenomenal education. So I'm definitely a, a promoter and supporter of the trades. So it's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you very much. So, Steve, I just read your bio mostly about, um, the, your, you know, your nonprofit and the work you're doing. But tell us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur. I know you are a self-made man. You learned the upholstery um, skilled trade and also how you came to start Bring Back the Trades. Absolutely. So I own Turner's Upholstery in Rye, New Hampshire. Um, I graduated from high school in 1986, which is a long time ago. But back in, yeah, but back in my day, um, my school was full of trades. 
So my trade that I chose, because um, I really was not a very good student and really didn't like school, and I wasn't college bound. So my trade of choice was um, auto body. So I was going to, my, my future was going to be an auto body technician. Um, I was working at Shaw's uh, supermarkets at the time in the pros department. And one day I was leaving my, my uh, auto body class and I saw a little tag that said cleaning floors at upholstery shop. And I said, you know what, it's, it's cars. And that's what I kind of like. So I went there to, to get the job and uh, got the job after school when I was, I think, 15 years old. My mother would drop me off and pick me up. But my first couple of years, I was just cleaning the floors, going, you know, going to the post office, uh, cleaning the bathrooms and stuff like that. I wasn't really doing much. My senior year, um, I started doing a little bit more at the, at the shop and I graduated and I became a full-time employee uh, for a year. Uh, but when I was 19 years old, uh, back in 89, the, the, we had a severe uh, recession mm-hmm. and everybody got laid off. And my father had said, well, I have this little tiny garage that maybe you could make a go at your own little upholstery shop. So I was pretty much self-taught, but uh, I am celebrating 34 years of upholstery next December. So that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so um, I grew it from 19 years old to here, pretty pretty much self-taught. We are uh, a shop that does convertible tops, boat seats, boat interiors. We don't do furniture. Um, we do a lot of custom interiors, but we don't just do custom cars. We if you have a regular car with a severe burn, we fix that. So um, I have one guy that's been with me, Ryan. He's been with me for 17 years. From, uh, he's originally from California. Um, I can't say enough about him. He is the most, most talented individual I know, um, which has helped me grow to where we are now. But the reason why I started Bring Back the Trades is um, because... I had the same problem that every small business owner or not even small business owner in the trades major corporation has. We have no workers to fill the employees jobs. Um, I've been trying to grow my business now for at least 10, probably longer than that. And I've had no success. Mm. So one day at three o'clock in the morning in 2017, I woke up with an idea of just putting bring back the trades on a baseball cap, which is right here um all i said was bring back the trades on it and one of my friends made it for me and he said to me what do you want on it and i said surprise me he put a hammer and a saw on it and uh i was wearing it and a local contractor came by and said where'd you get the hat i said i made it he goes i need 12 of them because i i need every guy on my my job site to have that because that's what i've been talking about i can't so make a long story short, got, he got 12 hats, plumber came by, got more hats. We grew it to where we were selling them on Facebook. Um, then I started the scholarship program. It's a little bit more detailed, but I won't go into it. But um, we are now, as of last year, a nonprofit organization um, selling apparel and raising funds. And we are giving out a scholarship nine times a year to anybody that's going into a trade school or in a trade school in any state in the United States. So that's a message you want, really want to get out there through this broadcast that um, your, your scholarship is not just for New Hampshire residents. It is nationwide. Any yes. U.S. resident, right, yep. that's in the, going into the trades or seeking a career, 
So make sure you visit his website. I'll share all that later with you, but um, take advantage of that. And you, you did say when we spoke earlier that sometimes you, you really you really need the parents to have the information to get the ball rolling because yes. the kids are a little bit overwhelmed with all the the um the support and the loans and filling yes. out all the grant paperwork. It gets overwhelming for them. Yes. So um, parents, if you're listening, yeah, right, free money, free money. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I, I'm trying to get across, A, I'm trying to get rid of the stigma of the trades. Um, and what I'm doing or what we're doing at Bring Back the Trades is, you know, I've been the face of Bring Back the Trades for uh, three years. But what I'm focusing on now is I don't want to be the face. I want my scholarship winners and all of the younger generation um, kids that are been successful in the trades, mm -hmm. I want them to be the speaker and the face of bring back the trade. So what I'm saying is what I'm going to do this summer is, which I have, I did last summer, we do events. Mm -hmm. um, I have a, three or four really well-speaking individuals that come to my events that are very successful. Now they've graduated, they're in the trades. They come to my events and they speak to the future kids and the mm -hmm. future parents because, you know, they can relate to the kids. They can answer right. the questions that the kids have. Kids want to know, you know, why, what, why did you choose your trade? What, how long did it take? What was involved in the schooling? Um, what do you make per hour? What's involved in your day? I really can't answer those questions because I'm not in them. So I think, you know, having the, the younger generation being mm -hmm. the spokespeople uh, bring back the trades, I think is the smartest thing. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Um, I'm sure you know of Mike Rowe, the yeah, TV personality. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I, I recently watched a video on his YouTube channel with a, a young woman, lovely young lady that was going to be um, a cosmetic surgeon. Is that the word? I'm having yep. a brain freeze. Yeah. Yep. And instead she became a welder. Yep. And I saw that. Yeah, it was fantastic. And so, and he, so he focuses on the younger people too. And I think there's something to that. I just want to um, share something. What you you, you talked about, um, you know, the younger face. So we've talked about when we were getting, you know, to, to know each other and what we were going to talk about, about the, um, it's not just the great resignation. It's not just mm -hmm. the great reshuffle. It's also the great retirement, right? Yes. Tons, yes. thousands in the trades are retiring. And yeah. I looked up, um, a few stats I just want to share, and then you can take it and run with it. Mm -hmm. It says, um, 40% of workers in the construction industry are between 45 and 64 years old right now. Yep. And it says older Gen Xers and baby boomers are the backbone of the construction trades and operators of today's infrastructure. And they are heading for the door. So even mm -hmm. if the money flows, will workers be available to rebuild U.S. infrastructure? That was a Forbes article. Yep. Yes, because there's other problems with that retirement. Um, and I've learned, I learn more, more and more every day. Um, there's two problems. There's the teachers that come, the teachers that teach the kids in the trade schools are usually retired people that are in the field. Mm -hmm. They're working longer. So when they retire, they may not take the positions in the schools to be the teachers. Right. And the bigger problem I see is when the when we have a whole bunch of people retiring at the same time, who's going to be the mentors 
or the people, the teachers that are teaching the younger generation coming out of the schools the correct and safe way to do the job. That's, right. you know, so if they got the top part, the teachers aren't going to retire. They're going to retire and not teach. And then the people that are going to leave the job sites. So the kids that come out have nobody to teach them on the job site. So it's, you know, it's a really big problem. It's a mess. And we know that when, when employers get desperate, they start um, cut shortcuts just yeah. to get people in the job. And that's when accidents happen. That's yeah. that's like OSHA's nightmare, right? And I'm going to do a shout out because I always do. Because Adam Hoots is on here right now. He's a big friend of mine. He's a big supporter. Um, he's with Skilled Trades Alliance. We work really well together. He just said five to one trade workers are dying and retiring. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm just giving him a shout out right now yeah. in the comments. Yeah, he's a big, he's a huge help of mine. Huge help of mine. Thanks for being here, Adam. Maybe next time we can have more people jump on and chat too. Absolutely. I'm just not that organized yet, but we'll get there, Steve. Yeah. Okay, so um, okay, so we talked about, oh, I, I know there's something else you want to clarify too. Like we, oh, we yes. both are extremely yeah. pro trade schools, skilled workers. We are all for it. Yeah. Number one, it saves a lot of money for the family. Yeah. But um, you are yeah. not anti-college, correct? I am so not anti-college because my son, I hope he's watching right now, Riley Turner, um, I couldn't be prouder of him because he graduated two years ago from Quinnipiac College in marketing. He's working for Dynatrace. Um, he chose not to trades. You know, he worked mm -hmm. with me, but you know, my philosophy is we need both. We need college and we need trades. And, um, you know, I am for the individuals like me that were in school that weren't choosing a college and don't know that their career paths in the trades and what they, you know, not only the money, how much, not say fun, but it is fun, but how much honor they can have, how much pride they can have and love their job. So we're not against college at all. Right. We just want to clarify that. Yes. <laughs> I know I I, I uh, do a lot of reading and commenting on LinkedIn in the higher ed uh, genre because of my work. Yep. And I always try to say that, listen, I'm not against it. Honestly, I would have, I would donate an organ to have been able to go to college. I loved school and I loved learning. It just wasn't in the cards for me. We had a family business. I cleaned floors. Yep. I had those big knee pads. I scrubbed wax off supermarket floors. Yep. Copley Plaza was one of our accounts. I mean, yep. we, my stepdad had a very successful company and it was just, you went into the family business. That's what we did. And I made, I made great. I made better money then than I make now, yep. but it, it was the eighties too. But, um, so again, that's, it says it, but I would, would I have loved to have gone to school? Yes, I would have, you know, mm -hmm. so there's no, I think the most important thing is to give, uh, educate the up and coming about the options available mm -hmm. and that it's not just four years in, in student debt that you're going to yeah. pay off in the next 20. There's a yeah. lot more. Yeah. And know. before I forget too, I mean, most of these trades now require post-secondary schooling. So when I say I'm not against college, a lot of the trades actually do require college education, right. construction, stuff like that. So there is some overlay as far as college into the trades also. Right. Right. Very interesting. Yep. Um, okay. Let me just peek at my notes here, Steve, to yep. segue into that. Um, all right. Now we, we know we have a huge labor shortage here, yep. right? It's been all over the news. And I read a very interesting article um, 
on Bloomberg. It was by Shuli Ren. I'm going to share a little bit with you. Mm-hmm. And you can take it from here because what we talked about it in Florida around Disney and stuff, you can pick it up from there. So it says, this is um, a, an article about what's going on in China right now. Not every child is Harvard material. That's the message China is sending to its super competitive tiger parents. A new vocational school initiative adopts the German model to create a more robust manufacturing sector. Mm-hmm. A dual training apprenticeship, splitting their time between classrooms at a vocational school and on the job training at a company. By 2035, the government vowed the nation will have built a world class vocational education system to develop highly skilled workers. China no longer wants so many young university graduates without practical skills. Last June, when the class of 2020 graduated, the unemployment rate for degree holders was 19.3% versus the economy's overall 5%. So if China's making moves to bring back the skilled trades, right? It's always that war. Of you said the key go. word, skilled trades. Yeah. We get that across, skilled trades. We are all skilled trade workers, not yeah. just trade workers, skilled trade workers. Right, and highly skilled. I know, yeah. I, I shared with you that when we needed a new canvas for my boat, because I have a sewing machine, my husband's like, why don't you just sew it? And I'm like, because I can't do that. Like, that is a skill. Like, you don't understand. So Exactly. Yeah, it is. So I just thought that was very interesting and telling. Um, you know, again, I don't know all the details of the timeline here, but I think it was around after the Second World War, the, the push for for college for every student really came down hard in this country. Yeah. And that began maybe 30 years ago, you know, the, the, the decline in those going into skilled trades and laborers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, it, to me, it's very telling that mm-hmm. this article in Bloomberg says they're addressing it yep right and mm-hmm. something and you you had said now what did you what, what did you share when you were down in well Florida? i was talking about like you know like what i'd like to do in you know my state of new hampshire what i'd like to have is what uh, when i was in florida i was down at disney and i was driving down the highway and i noticed that they have big billboards saying become a welder starting at hundred thousand dollars Mm-hmm. They were having billboards of, you know, advertising skilled trades jobs. And I'm like, that's what we need. We need it. We need the parents to see what can be done other than college, um, what can be made. Um, but we need more advertising, like, you know, like they do all over the, you know, all over the highways for Kino or, you know, mm-hmm. um, lottery or like they need more advertising on tv and stuff like that the states mm-hmm. need to get more involved in helping out educating the public and the parents and everybody else about what goes into these jobs right and to remove that stigma i mean you know you mentioned i was you were class of 86 i was class of 85 and um i'm, I'm just gonna say it i hope it doesn't offend anybody but at that time going yeah. to high school if you went to the voc tech it's because you were like not capable of of finishing of, of making it in regular school mm-hmm. or we used to call them you were a pothead i'm sorry oh. that's what they were called in the 80s oh, oh yeah you know, it just had this very negative and, and one of my dearest closest friends went to um Vogue tech and had had has been very successful i know that that's definitely just a stereotype yeah. but you know 
so it's 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 getting first of all getting people to not be afraid to work hard and to get dirty at work why it's called dirty jobs right right like we can have a million keyboard pushers out there but if the bridges are crumbling they're not gonna be able to get to work like there's got to be a balance somewhere right and that's why i think getting the younger kids that are sick i mean i have uh um a friend of mine's son that's going to be doing he actually just did a huge video for us um he's been working for his father his father has an electrician electrical company Mm -hmm. he's been working in for him full-time he's 22 now but at 20 years old he bought his first house wow so that just tells you you know he's a hard-working kid Mm-hmm. But more parents need to see that, that mm-hmm. yes, you can do really good. And another thing I, before I forget is, um, which we've talked about people retiring. Another reason why I've been trying to get somebody to, to get into my trade is because I'm 55. Mm-hmm. At some point, I would like to sell my business. If right. nobody comes into my business, my my guy that works for me, he's already said, when you're done, I'm done. Mm. I'll buy them. My business will be 45, been in business 45 years. I don't want to just close the doors. I mean, for a lot of these small business owners, it's part of their retirement package. Mm-hmm. Sell mm-hmm. their business. Right. So right. If, no, if they don't have younger generation coming in to take over that business, A, it's perfect for a kid. Come in, learn the business buy the business. Now you own the business. But right. for us, there's no endpoint. We just close the door. A, our name doesn't get brought on, but there's no, there's no money. So yeah. so, it's a, it's a web. And it, it's besides helping your retirement fund, it's your legacy. It That's is your baby. Fund. You groomed and yep. fed and took care yep. of through thick and thin and up and down and all these yep. years. My husband's self-employed and I mean, He's a he's a chiropractor and which now there's one I in every corner. My it's best like, friend, my, my my best friend for my running is a my chiropractor. Believe oh, me. Oh, awesome! Yep. But you know now there's like there are a dime a dozen. When he started, he was the only one for like a fifty mile radius. Now it's like Dunkin' Donuts chiropractor, Dunkin' Donuts chiropractor. So, yep. you know it's it's harder to um, it, I mean he's at the point he'll probably just close his doors one day. You know, but um, it, it is hard to it's hard to let go of the legacy part of it. In that in that presence in a smaller community, you know, you know us New Englanders, we we don't like change. We like things yep. to stay the same. We take pride and stuff. So, yep. the Gentleman Boss Podcast has been named top twenty best month reporting podcasts of twenty twenty one by Welp Magazine, number thirty six of two hundred in top entrepreneurship podcasts by Podchaser and Top 20 Best Whistleblower Podcasts for 2021 by CastBox Media. For sponsorship opportunities, please visit our website at thegentlewomanboss.com. Yeah, and then there's just so many, it's like, you know, just trying to explain to, you know, the kids that, you know, because a lot of kids will come in and they'll say, you know, how long am I going to have to work here, this and that? And I'm like, well, you work your way up. You try to explain it to the kids. It's, you know, right. it's about working yourself up the ladder. Like we used to say, work <laughs> yourself up the ladder. But being an owner, it's possible. And the other problem is if I, you know, when I first started my company in 89, the phone, we used phone books back then. Mm-hmm. 
There was upholstery shops on both sides of the phone book. There's two left. Me wow. and another guy. Yeah. Massachusetts is more. But what I'm saying is if when I'm gone, then the public has nobody to do the work. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's very, um, it's, it's unnerving to think about. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, even if you're sort of a luxury product, because, you know, boating and race cars and, yep. And motor motorhead cars, whatever that those yeah. are all kind of fun toys, right? They are, yeah. but yeah. they still people. You live near the water in Massachusetts, right? It's huge boating, you know. I would imagine yeah. maritime community, yeah. and that's part. And that in maritime is a, a centuries old, more than that, correct pastime, right? Correct. It's necessary for travel, so it just it's just part. It is part of the fabric of especially a coastal community. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I'm going to have you, you're going to have to teach me how to do it. I guess I'll have to get out my sewing machine. Yep. Yep. Okay. Now I want to, I'm going to change gears for a second yep. here. Please hold wardrobe change. <laughs> there we go. I love that. I love the yep. picture today. That was a great picture. Oh, I got paint on it from my last thing. Okay. Go. Women in trades. Yep. Two things, my opinion, they need better mentorship. Mm-hmm. And they need to feel safe working in a very male-dominated, male mindset field. Correct. Okay. So I would say it's about respect, showing them, treating them with respect, showing them Absolutely. respect. Absolutely. So I will share what my research and then you can comment, okay? Yep. A little floppy. <laughs> when considering their, all right, underrepresentation of women in the trades. When considering their career trajectories, women may overlook opportunities to pursue trades if their teachers do not encourage them to take courses like woodworking or automotive technology. Due to this lack of support, many younger women and girls do not explore vocational training after high school. We know that's a fact. Yep. On a more serious note, it says women in skilled trades dominated by men may also be more vulnerable to harassment. In a 2017 survey conducted by the Pew Research Center, 28% of women in male-dominated fields reported experiencing sexual harassment in the workplace, higher than the 20% of women who reported it in workplaces dominated by women. That's from bestcolleges.com. Mm -hmm. So there is, there is that, that element, that deterrent. Yep. So, boys, yep. be nice to the girls, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, I just, well, I mean, I won't mention names, but we have, like I said, we have the girl that comes around and does our events. And I pulled her aside and I asked her that same question, you know, do you see any of this on your job site? And she says, and she's a very strong individual. She's, she has no problem standing on her own two feet, which is great. But she says, I don't, I've been in the field for three years. It's getting way better, which good. is a good thing. But she says, I do see it, but I do see that it's getting better. Well, that's good. That's yeah, a, that's a good. good. It's a good thing. Because yeah. um, the stat I said, only 3% of employees in the skilled trades are women. So, you know, if we're, if we're, the need is that great, it's yeah. like an untapped pool of workers. And, you know, and granted, I'm sure you could lift something much heavier than I could lift. I mean, let's just be honest, right? There yeah. are things, there is a certain strength factor. And, but if, if people have the patience to teach us how to do things and help us succeed, yeah. then we can, we can consider that. And one thing we, we left out, yes, 
I may be able to lift more than you, but it's called teamwork. Right. The team gets together. We all, all help each other out. We lift it up. We work together. Um, I have some real positive um, news on the women in the trades. Last year, Bring Back the Trades had more females apply for our scholarships than males. So we're doing, I mean, I told you last night, my number one, I wouldn't say my number one goal, but one big goal that I have is educating the females about the trades. Yeah. And I think it, um, so in my daughters, I think it's it's pretty much uh, common in most Voctech schools that you have to do exploratory shop. You have to take, is it, they call it non-traditional shop, like for per gender. Yep. So, you know, she did, she did carpentry. Um, she was leaning toward engineering anyway, but, and then the, the guys have to take like um, cosmetology or not that there aren't men in cosmetology. It's just, it's not a traditional considered that role yep. and then it, it it almost forces them to have to explore things and it's amazing sometimes the kids they, they're like i'm gonna be this and then they take plumbing and they love it especially the girls you know and they end up in automotive things like that so you know what the number one field for women as far as girls that are applying for my scholarships are is it automotive? welding welding oh, welding yes wow yep that's very empowering that's good it to is. know it's awesome that's awesome. good to know. And I think um, I was sharing with you that I'm going to be working with some of the Vogue Tech schools, you know, presenting to them. And one of the things I'm going to incorporate into my little presentation is encouraging them, you know, yep. like, okay. don't close your mind to to a, a field you never thought of. You may try it and love it, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, being on LinkedIn, I am noticing, which I'm sure has been happening for a while, it's just I'm seeing it more often. Um, there is a lot of um, groups and women out there that are really doing a really good job. Um, I won't mention names, but there's a lot of people that are bringing awareness to the women and the females in the trade. So I'm, I'm really positive that it's going to change. Yeah. I, I mean, LinkedIn's doing, I mean, I see it all the time, you know, uh, Tools and Tears, we're working with them. Um, so there's, there's a lot of people working really hard to help the females out. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know what, Steve, let's jump into the comment section and see what kind of feedback we're getting here. I know you can't see it, so I'll look for some stuff here. I want to do another shout out to Jesse. He's a good friend of mine. Okay, we've got Adam. Love this, Steve. Bring back the trades. Yes. Yeah. And you shared five to one workers are dying or retiring. Yeah. Um, he says the trades are populated by men, not dominated by men. I think one. I just got disciplined a little. Well, okay, Adam, Adam, I'll take Adam it. is a very knowledgeable human being. I respect him a lot. He knows a lot. So that sounds to me like numbers aren't everything and that the girls just need to step it up a little. That's how I'm taking that. Thank you for that, Adam. <laughs> great job, Steve. Keep up the great work from Rich Cabral. Yeah. Carolyn says, great show. We gotta leave. Have a great night. Okay. So, um, Steve, we talked about... Oh, I okay. So we talked about the incentive to sort of like do more advertising, like on a state, like a municipality level, yep. a state level. Yep. And then there's also I shared with you when we spoke that for every one seat in a voc tech school in um, Massachusetts, they were getting one point one point seventy five applicants. So instead of having five hundred new students a year, we could have a thousand new students 
potentially going into the trades. Mm -hmm. So how are you, are you doing anything working with, you know, at that level to try to help um, improve, you know, the, the amount of new students that can come in or how, like, how does that work into what you're doing? Well, um, how do we answer that one? You asking if I'm working with the schools or are you asking just as far as trying to promote it to the parents? I'm just both. Like, how do you, how, how can we, how, what are your thoughts on how we can fix that? Because if you turn it is like what I've learned about my scholarships, everybody knows that I give out scholarships every month, but my biggest problem, which I'll just, I'll bring it up. My biggest problem with bring back to trades is reaching the kids to, to know that bring back to trades gives out scholarships because I'm Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Right. But we're not getting the essays. I, I mean, I want to be flooded with essays. I want to be up all night reading these essays and we're not reaching the kids. And I know why, because I went to a open house uh, a couple weeks ago at a trade school mm-hmm. and I work really close with uh, Sequel School of Technology in Exeter, New Hampshire, and they really love us. And they put us right in the front of the auditorium. So when you came in, all the parents had to come to my table. So they came to my table with their students and they took my information. The next week I was flooded with essays from that school because I reached the parents, Mm -hmm. not the kids. The kids look at them, you know, whether or not they they know they need the money, the parents need the money. So what I have to do is I have to reach the parents. Right. I can't, I can reach the kids. I mean, all the the essays that I get are from kids that, you know, they really need the money and they, they, they're doing it. But there's a lot of kids that don't really, they're, I wouldn't say, I don't like to use the word lazy because that's not a good term, but they're just, um, they don't take the time to Mm. follow through. So I can get to the schools and get right to the parents um, because the parents are the ones that actually, you know, need the financial help. Right. um, I mean, the student does, but the, the parents need it too. Um, that's where I think I can help with getting the kids to go to the schools too, because if they financially you know, need help or knowing about the school and right. letting the parents know. The number one thing is if you want to get the kids to go to the schools, you've got to get to the parents. You've got to Absolutely. change what the parents think about the trades. And I talk about this all the time. I'm 55 years old. The, the parents of today, they're probably in their 40s. I always say, I did a survey. Do you think parents think of trades like their parents' trades? Yeah. Now, I've learned, I've been doing this for four years. I've been to schools. I've been to techs. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, the classrooms, the trades that are being taught in manufacturing. My father worked at a rubber plant. Okay. I remember going in there, rubber all over the floor. It smelt. I mean, it was brutal. Mm. I can tell you right now, a manufacturing um, business. You, can, I've been there. You can eat off the floor. They got cafeterias. They got gyms. The trades of today are not the trades of our day. So right. the parents are still thinking of a trade as that same trade. Mm-hmm. If they could mm-hmm. see what the trades are of today in the careers in the you know, the benefits that they can get, I think they would change letting their, I wouldn't say letting their kids, but pushing their kids more towards trades or letting them see more about the trades if they knew what was involved in trades. Other than you ask a parent, what is a trade? Plumbing. Mm -hmm. 
um, electrical carpentry. They don't know anything about manufacturing. They don't mm -hmm. know anything about construction. I mean, it's going to a construction site. I was on a construction site this summer with Adam. And I mean, it's just incredible what's involved in building these buildings. Mm. I mean, the parents just, they don't have a clue. So it's, mm. I think it's changing the perspective and um, getting rid of the stigma. Yeah, I, I agree. When we when we went to try for the parent for initial meeting, um, I was kind of like still in my old mindset, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, I, I can't believe my kid's not going to my public school. You know, it, by the time we left that night, I was like, you are so going to this school. I mean, it was like that fast it happened for me after a couple hours visiting the different, you know, things they had set up, talking to the teachers, exploring it. In her education, I mean, she did a project for NASA. She did, they had, they had, she had experiences she never would have had in yep. public, just public high school. And I'm yep. not against it. I went to public high school, but um, for her and her experience, it was spectacular. It was yep. spectacular and exposed her to amazing things. So, yep. yeah, I think, like you said, and I don't know if there's a carte blanche way to, to shift that message, it almost has to be like community by community, you know, district by district, almost like an incentive that gets like what you're trying to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> Try to get it's people. It's about education, but I think it's about the more I talk about it is it's not just education. You can, you can talk to somebody about the trades all day long, but until they see it. I mean, right. I've been in trades my whole life. And, you know, when I go to these schools and I see what's going on, I want to quit my job and go to school there and learn something else. I mean, it's, it's so cool and um, fulfilling is the word, you know, these trades are fulfilling. You would leave the job site. Look what I built. I mean, yeah. I talked to uh, one of my scholarship winners and she's now out and she's in construction. She goes, I go by that building. I looked and I helped that building and I helped to do this and I helped do that. And you can just tell she's, she's honored and loves her career. Yeah, and that sense of pride in in pride. in her work and seeing it maybe in something that she's helped build that will last for generations. I mean, there's something there's something to be said about that. A lot of what we what is built today is intangible. Yeah, you know, and so to see have your that satisfaction, it's so true. It's so true. Okay, so um, you talked about your scholarship program. Anything else you want to share about that? Or are we oh, good? Right so basically, we also sell apparel. So we sell um, hoodies. Yep. We, so we sell hoodies um, and shirts, V-necks for the women. So if you go to our website, um, bringbackthetrades.com, go on the shop page, 100% of our proceeds go to our scholarship program. You can also become a corporate sponsor. There's three tiers on that. Um, and we also take private donations. But mm -hmm. we're, what we're asking for, for our, our uh, uh, people to get involved and become sponsors we don't, we also want you to be involved. So mm -hmm. when I say involved, so you become a sponsor, we do events in the summertime. So we take, we have a tent with mm -hmm. all the apparel. We go to restaurants, we go to car shows, we go to ice cream stands and we set up. But what I also want the sponsors to do is be involved with our events. Mm -hmm. I want you to come out. If you have a rep, if you want, if you, the owner wants to come out, I want you to sit there or stand there, whatever you want to do. <laughs> And I want you to talk about your business and what's involved in your business to anybody that comes by. Mm -hmm. So I want you to be, yes, a financial investor, but I want you to invest your business into bring back the trades. 
so that you can not only advertise your business, but you can also let the other people out there know it's involved. I mean, right. I'm getting involved with a company that does chimney sweep. They want to get involved. I mean, you you just think it's just chimney sweep, but there's more involved. There's safety. Yeah. There's so much. But so I want my sponsors to actually be involved with Bring Back the Trades because the more we pe more people we get involved with Bring Back the Trades and everything else, the mic rose, the more it's all about education. Mm -hmm. So the more people we can get involved and bring back to trades, skilled trades, Alliance, whatever, it's all, we're all on the same team trying to get to the same goal. Right. right. Amplify that voice. The more voices, right. Correct. The far Correct. farther the reach. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you also recently posted, Steve, that you are hiring the yes. your nonprofit is hiring. So who? What are you looking for? What do you need so some help with? We need right now. It's part time, but um, you know we'll see what happens. But we need help with marketing, yeah, um, sales and website. So um, anybody that's got those skills, we'd like to you know actually get um, somebody that's in college that could use it as um, like a project, mm -hmm. um, you know, for their college so that they can help us out. But we definitely need help with marketing. Um, for our website and sales and stuff like that, because, you know, I can only do so much. My board can only do so much. So that's what we're looking for. Okay. That's great. I'll definitely put that in the notes too, yeah. because. And it could um, be remote, but I, you know, if I could, I, you know, it'd be nice to have somebody here, but with the skill, with, with, with Zooms and stuff, you know, we're, we're not going to say no to nothing. Everything. Right. And also yeah. it's, it's nice um, if it's someone's, local that they can support your events too. So and be there for pictures and things like that. Yeah. So Correct. I'll definitely put that in the notes with some keywords um, and let, you know, my network know that you do have a great position maybe for one of their, their college students or something. Yep. Okay. So Steve, I always end my podcast with a question of my guest yep. and it is as a leader, what quality of a gentleman do you think is most important to emulate and why? I would say honesty compassionate and um, I would say be a leader, lift people up. You know, what I try and do, um, I'll be honest, I've been sober 20 years. The one thing I've learned and why re the reason why I say honesty, because everything starts with being honest. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, giving other people um, not just the respect, you know, like the guy who works for me, lifting them up, making them feel, you know, for the job that they do, giving them attention. Like, you know, Adam's going to kill me for saying this, but <laughs> bring back the trades is me, but my wife is in the other room. She's sometimes 70% of this. I've got Eric in front of me right now that's sitting here, you know, writing. He's helping me. You mm -hmm. helping me. Jesse. I mean, I've got, you know, Stephanie from uh, Ontario, Canada. I mean, there's so many people helping me with this that, you know, that's what I think it is. It's lifting each other up and helping each other out. Yeah, that's beautiful. It takes a village, right? It really does, especially to affect change. So it does. that's nice because share. This is, this is, you know, I run long distance marathons and this is the longest marathon <laughs> of my life. But <laughs> the past four years. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you right now, I finish everything I start. And if this takes until the last day I breathe, it will be the last thing I do. Yeah. And yeah. you've got, you've got, you know, how many years with your, your what? business? 30? 34. 34 years under your belt. I'm finding a way. So you're going to, it's going to be yep. good. It's going to yep. be good. But this is, like I said, this is growing every day. So, I mean, it's the momentum is going.
So if we'll we, all get on the, if we all get on the same page yep. and all work together and educate the parents, because I think it's, it's to me, I think, I think that's where it starts because we, you know, the kids are, will go where they got to go, but the, the, the education has to go with the parents. And of course the guidance counselors and the schools and stuff like that, which has right. to change. But I think it's, I really think it's the parents. Yeah. And that article I referenced earlier about China at the end of it, it, it said something that the biggest issue will be convincing the parents. This is a viable option for their kids. Yep. And, you know, and that's true. And we, because it's a very pro education degree, you know, so we're, we're seeing a big shift in that even yep. LinkedIn, they've got LinkedIn learning and the certifications and you can for a 10th of the price, get some certification and go, you're out there in the workforce already. You're, yep. you're starting your career. So it's just time to open our minds to new, yep. new old things, right? Yep. Like skill. I mean, it took us 30 years to get into this predicament. I mean, it's been taking all, you know, it's slowly, it's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's been awesome having you um, here today, Steve. Thank you to everyone that joined live tonight. And Steve, for being my live stream guinea pig, you were a great Absolutely. guest. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So please um, reach out to him. You can visit um, bringbackthetrades.com is the website. I'll put all of that information. And also, in before I forget, I'm on Facebook at Bring Back the Trades and Instagram at Bring Back the Trades. So, right. That's right. You know, and I always tell people too, you know, the, you know, we understand not everybody has money and it's not about money. It's about sharing what I have um, on LinkedIn or, you know, even if you don't have any money to give, if you just share something, because to me, it's all about making connections. Right. So just by sharing something, I might find somebody and make a connection. So by what you just did, help me out. Right, right. Because it's it doesn't take a lot of effort at all, right? Just share a post or share a picture or share a video he he posts and help. You never know who's going to see it. It's going to really resonate, and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be they're looking for something like this. Right. Maybe in their family, they're looking yeah. for a shift. So I mean, not to, when we go out to to our events, you know, I used to think it's oh we didn't raise any money or we you know we didn't raise as much money as I thought. But then I come home and I I find business cards, and then afterwards I realized I made a huge connection. And then that connection got me a donation. So it's all about LinkedIn and all the connections we make. Yeah, because it's not, like you said, it's not just a financial donation. It's the attention donation, getting mm -hmm. people's attention on, on the mission. Yep. And, and hopefully this you. will help as well. So yep. um, please reach out to Steve for sponsorship opportunities. Um, if you'd like to become a corporate sponsor, Learn more about taking advantage of his scholarship program, which, as we said earlier, is open to everyone in the continental United States, not just New Hampshire residents. Yep. And let's help Steve work yep. hard and to bring back. I'd like to shout out to Timberland Pro, too. Oh, Timberland Tim Pro, yeah. Timberland Pro is one of our big sponsors. What they do for us um, is every scholarship winner gets boots, a hoodie, a jacket, and a shirt. I'm almost positive. Um, but they're also going to be doing, we're not saying it now, but they're going to be jumping on and doing even more for us in the coming year. So big shout out to Timberland Pro because they are a huge sponsor of ours. That's fantastic. I just love when the big guys remember the little guy. I love that because there's yep. something to that. There's something like no one succeeds alone, right? Yep. I, it's so true. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, this episode is going to drop later this week on the General Boss podcast, and it will be on our YouTube channel. The video will be uploaded, and I think that this video will stay on my profile for, for people to view later if they weren't able to catch it live. So 
Um, if you're a fan of the Gentleman Boss podcast, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. It helps with distribution and ranking. I will be forever grateful. So thank you, everyone that tuned in. This was kind of fun. I think I like doing it live. Absolutely. I probably said 10 dumb things, but I'll go back and edit. <laughs> Don't edit it. Don't. Okay. Be yourself. Be yourself. Uh, yeah. We want it live, right? Yep. We want the Be yourself. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. All right, Steve, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you very much. And I'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. And thank say you hi much. to the rest of the team behind the scenes. I will. Eric's waving right now. Okay, bye, Eric. See you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Gentlewoman Boss podcast. Please remember to download my podcast so you can listen whenever and wherever you'd like. And if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much if you've already done so. It really does help with ratings and distribution of the show. I also invite you to email me if you'd like to share your story or if you have a question you'd like answered on an upcoming episode of the show. Just visit thegentlewomanboss.com and click on the contact tab at the top to email me. You can also follow me on social media at Gentlewoman Boss. And if you prefer to watch podcasts rather than just listen to the audio version, my episodes are also uploaded on my YouTube channel in video format as well. Click subscribe and when new episodes drop, they'll show up in your YouTube feed. It's super easy. So until next time, remember, always choose to be the gentlewoman or gentleman in the room. I'll see you soon for the next episode of the Gentlewoman Boss Podcast.